Hey folks, I'm Michael J. Penny and welcome to the 5 Paragraph Business Plan Tutorials. By now, you've looked through the materials and have got the book sitting in front of you. You've seen how the 5 Paragraph Business Plan is action-oriented, breaking big, huge plans down into bite-sized objectives. During this tutorial, we are going to talk about the Situation Paragraph. And this is Episode 2 of the overall tutorials. So, we're looking at the book, we're looking at the situation paragraph, and it starts off with segment A, the industry, the market research and analysis. This is defining the problem that your company will address, okay? So defining the problem that your company faces, the problem opportunity statement is the reason for starting your business. It's the need that somebody has. You've identified that there's a population out there, a big population, <laughs> ideally, that is in need for a good product, service, whatever it may be. There is an industry which addresses that need. It's probably already out there. Inside of that scope of the industry, you have a large general market, and then you have a smaller market, which is much more vulnerable inside of it. And that is the target market. There's a big lie going around in business, okay? Nobody wants to be a monopoly, and also nobody wants to be a small fish. So what typically happens is you have a big, huge company that might be a search engine company, let's say, for instance, and they own 87% of the market share in the search engine realm. However, they're not, in their eyes, a search engine company. They're a tech company. And in that tech overall market that they're in, they only maintain a 3% market share. So there's that, hey, we're not a monopoly. In all actuality, we're a tech company, and don't, don't look at us like we're a monopoly. Whereas if you're the small guy and you're starting out, we have a tendency to look at the small guy and go, oh, they're just little. Well, the small guy is constantly going, well, I may be little, but I dominate in this tiny market. So they're constantly trying to show that they are monopolizing in a sense they're bigger than what they really are. So as we look at the target industry where you would like to operate, right, so to speak. So this is a big thing. We're, we're talking about, hey, this is where my company is going to be. I like the industry overall, the scope. You know, what is the composition, the disposition, and the strength of the overall industry? That's what we're talking about here. There are a lot of different resources that are out there that you can go to. Um, just type in market research, start looking through industry analysis and what have you. Plenty of resources. We've had them listed on the podcast in a variety of different ways. What I will tell you about this, as far as with the five paragraph business plan, your industry's composition, disposition, and strength you are summarizing the overall industry as far as its current trends, where it's growing, how it's growing, what the percentage is of growth overall. And there are free resources that are out there on the web that you can easily go and figure out which industries you would like to potentially go into. Now, let's say, for instance, you're a business leader, you're operating within an active company. Hey, man, we've been in this industry for a great many years. Great, you're already ahead of the power curve. Simply do the analysis of your industry. 
the composition, disposition, and strength, and then summarize it in easily digestible text, something that you can brief somebody. The whole point of the five-paragraph business plan and the reason why we're playing off in the military's operation order is because operation orders are created with the intent of briefing a team on what is about to take place. What is the mission that you're about to go do? What is the task? What is the objective? What have you? So in this, you're sizing up your industry competitors and you're you're doing a outline analysis. You're not getting into the weeds, right? At least not right now. This is a portion inside of the MetTTSL template. Now, you'll remember this from the, the preparation uh, portion of the book where I describe in the outline the MetTTSL. And specifically, we're, we're honing in on the E, the enemy. Now, I talk about this in the book. Look, the enemy is not a person, okay? The enemy is the need which your target market has for your good product or service. And the reason why I want to isolate it like that is because more often than not, we're worried about our competitor on the left and the right instead of what's really happening with us. How can we grow? What can we do better in order to attack, in order to address the need? That is why I have used this enemy approach because it really is something that is, it's not fictitious. It exists in your customer's mind there is an actual need that is out there. But to be able to hone in on that, to be able to address it like you would an enemy, that is something special. That that gives you a different type of motivation to be able to go out and attack that. That allows you to compete with yesterday you instead of what would be perceived as competitors on the left and the right. Now, when you're looking at the enemy and you're looking at the market and you're looking, well, at the at the industry, at the market, and then at your market segment that you're targeting, what I offer in the book, and it's also in the templates, um, so you can, you can go ahead and download those templates right now, get them in front of you, you can work off of the templates as you're going through the episodes, but I... The, the, the whole reason why we've created these tutorials is for that... that individual who has the guidebook in front of them that's you you're looking through it you're filling out the different pages the elements within the overall scope within the overall guidebook and again there's a lot more detail in the book itself i want to work through and give clarity uh, to some of the finer points to some of the finer details and i want to give you the reason why uh, we went about creating this this business planning methodology so jumping right back into it, talking about the enemy, we're talking about the salute report. A salute report, another acronym, a salute report is size, activity, location, unit, or uniform, depending on how you want to look at it. A unit could be a population of people. Uniform is the individual person that you're targeting within it. And then time and equipment, size, activity, location, unit, or uniform, time and equipment. The size of the overall industry in which you're looking to operate within. You you need to choose your industry carefully, and that's because you're going to be working in it for a long time. 
as I've said before, if you're already in a pre-existing company and you've already got your industry outline, totally get it, throw it in there. For business leaders, for entrepreneurs who are looking to target specific markets, put in the size of the overall market and the market share that you potentially have right now, but hone in on that market segment that you're looking to target. It might be multiple segments that are within your overall targeted market. This, this is where we're going to, to talk later on in the five paragraph business plan tutorials, as well as in the guidebook, we're going to bring up the term critical vulnerability. And that is that market entry point that you're looking to tap into right here in the size of the industry, size of the overall market and that market segment. That's where you need to outline that initial entry point just so that people have a gist of where you're looking to go into. The activity within the industry, again, that's the composition, disposition, strength, so on, but then the key overall trends that are happening, not just within the industry, but the market, again, that you're looking to target. You're going from 30,000 foot and narrowing it all the way down into the market that you are targeting. You're going from your industry to the big market, potential share that's out there that you can target and then your market segmentation narrowing it all the way down in i have to keep honing in on that because more often than not especially with entrepreneurs and some business leaders who are very intrapreneurial which is a, a drucker term for those mbas out there if you're very intrapreneurial we have a we have a tendency to chase shiny objects and it's easy to kind of trail off in all of these different great ideas without honing in on how we're actually going to execute it. We talked briefly in episode one about how you create an elevator pitch so that you can get outside the building and start talking about the viability of your concept. Inside of that pitch, inside of that Met TTSL is the enemy, and we're talking about the salute specifically. So again, you're going from big picture and narrowing it all the way down in. And that's the whole point of the template. You're going to find that throughout the entire five-paragraph business plan. Moving on to location. This is where your, where your customer is and where your company is targeting. So there's no sense in creating a company in Georgia when your target market is in California. That just doesn't make any sense, right? So it is the location of your customer and more refine the location of where you're going to potentially put your business. This does include an online business where you're going to position yourself within the overall market as far as the location. And that's based upon where your customer is. To use a hunting analogy, if you're a hunter, you want to hunt where the game is. It, it, what's the point in just going and sitting in the woods? You want to go to where you're going to be successful. Moving on to the unit or more honed in, the uniform. So the unit is the population. You're developing your ideal customer. You're building an avatar for who you want to sell to when you talk about the uniform within that unit. What does that ideal individual customer look like? Build them out. Create a character. Um, when you're sitting there at home in the stillness of your mind and you're trying to come up with who your ideal customer is, it's not always you. And this is something that a lot of us have a tendency to do. We put ourselves into the customer shoes. And that makes sense when we're walking through the customer experience. And we're going to talk that 
talk to the customer experience more in the execution portion of the five paragraph business plan. Everything that we do is very much so customer centric. It's always with that customer in mind. It's always with addressing their need. And again, their need, the problem that they have is our enemy. And we want to go out there and we want to crush that enemy. The unit is the population, the uniform is the individual, and sit down, write out an avatar. I've written out three to five page avatars on each one of my individual customer segments. And each one of those people, frankly, are my audience who I'm talking to. I'm not, I'm not necessarily just talking to the people who are out in the ether. I'm talking to you because you're probably one of the avatars that I've created. Moving on, we go to time. Now, this is time that your customer purchases, but this is also the time that you're willing to devote to this overall venture. At first, this can be something that you wrestle with. Anybody, uh, if you're in a pre-existing business and you're looking to potentially pitch a project to somebody, say you've got another market segmentation that you have identified and you see the ability to go and make entry into that market and actually succeed, maybe the timing can be off. And frankly, timing needs to be addressed at this stage in the game. When are you going to get them and where? And again, using the hunting analogy, you don't go hunting for certain species for certain types of game during the off season. Right, so there's always a, a place in time. And then lastly, you have the equipment. Now, equipment is the equipment necessary for you to make entry into the market, for you, the business owner, to deliver your good product service. But equipment is also for your shopper, right? If you run an online business and, and your ideal customer can't connect to the internet, uh, it's not a good fit there. Right, So you're, if you're running an online business, the equipment that your customer would need is the ability to connect to the internet, whether that's a computer or a mobile device, whatever it may be. There are companies that hone right in on the mobile device and skip essentially the computer, what have you. It, it, there are companies that are tailored towards mobile devices. So allow me to put it to you in that fashion. So again, that's a salute report, size, activity, location, unit, uniform, time, and equipment. And it is a salute report. It's found within the enemy portion in the MetTTSL template. Once you get into the guidebook, you'll see exactly what I mean. Because again, it is all based upon we go from the executive leadership 30,000 foot perspective and we zoom right in all the way down to the operational tasks within the overall plan. So we're going to jump ahead to the terrain and weather considerations. And if you're following along in the guidebook, we're moving out of the salute report and into the market's capabilities and limitations, as well as we're talking about the likely course of action, probable course of action, and the most dangerous course of action within our market, as well as the critical risk problems and assumptions that are associated with doing business within that market. So what I want to go into here as far as terrain and weather, how will the, el the elements affect the business, your overall business? This is something to consider, especially with goods products, when you're providing transit, especially services, the, the 
the winter elements can wreak havoc on whatever your business is. Um, there are terrain and weather considerations, or rather seasonality considerations for, I would argue, almost every business that's out there. In the market capabilities and limitations, what we're talking about here is we're discussing briefly the industry size, the overall scope, the annual growth. Um, this is this is going more in depth than just the composition, disposition, and strength. This is bringing it further down in. You're highlighting the key trends. You're highlighting the overall fluctuations within the market. That might be the past three to five years. It depends on the industry and the market that you're looking to get into. There are some fledgling markets where you might not necessarily have the capabilities and limitations because you don't know what the market will bear yet. Um, these are some things that could be considered a bubble, depends. Uh, but the market's capabilities and limitations are basically you saying this is what the market will bear. And that is why we would like to get into it. Here's a, here's a key point. The greater that a market will bear means that there is a larger abundance of capital and overall resources that are within that market. That's a good market to get into. Uh, it means that I can price things higher and so on and so forth. Get into the guidebook, start digging through the details, start asking the right questions to the mentors. And again, this is where you figure out, hey, what are the right questions to ask? These are the details that you need in order to complete your plan. Now, we're going to go through the market's most likely course of action. This is given the current solution provided. Okay, so this is how the market is functioning with the solutions that are out in the market. This is before you've done anything, okay? This is the most likely course of action is a prediction for how the market will react based upon previous results. And again, this is trend setting, long-term trends, provided standard financial ratios for your industry at this point. In the early stages, I get it, you're not you're not going to get all the way down into the weeds on your potential financial ratios. However, you definitely need to know what the standard financial ratios for your industry are. And there are a variety of resources out there. We talked about it on the podcast, Cigars and Sea Stories. We've spoken of it in a variety of different uh, contexts. And we'll be sure to push more resources out there as we continue on down this path. The market's most probable course of action. Now, this is where you provide an assumption for the probable course of action of the market as it will take in order to alleviate the problem. So you've got a current solution that's out there and somebody who's trying to do something that's out there. We get that. But this is how other companies may be attempting to tackle the problem right now and your prediction for how the market will react given that current solution being offered. Are they figuring out another workaround? There, For instance, there are some pieces of software which are great pieces of software that have been developed to solve a problem that the industry has already created a workaround for. So even though... It might be an arduous task that they've already gone through. They've already gone through it, and so they're unwilling to adopt this new piece of technology, this new piece of software. I'm looking to give you hardened examples without necessarily naming case studies. And the point being for that is because 
I would not like to speak in generality so much as give examples and anecdotes for how something might pertain in a given uh, in a given time and place within the five paragraph business plan within this overall guidebook. So just kind of coming back to it, the most probable course of action is for where the market is going to go, given the current solutions that are out there. Companies are already trying to do it. They're doing a poor job of it. And here's where you're seeing the market go because they're doing a poor job of it. Now, the most dangerous course of action. This this is your prediction of what will happen if the problem persists. So if there is never a solution that anybody comes up with, this is the most dangerous course of action given the need that you have addressed that's out there, right? So if no one presents a solution, everybody will just be left stranded holding their hands or their head in their hands trying to figure out what the heck is going on. It is an absolute doomsday scenario, the worst case scenario of what could potentially happen. What you've done in outlining these three different scenarios as far as a likely, a probable and then a dangerous course of action. What you've done is you've shown an overall industry trend. You've shown the current solution that's out there and any other given workaround based upon your predictions and assumptions of your industry and market. But then the dangerous course of action is saying, okay, everybody just falls apart. If this problem persists, this will absolutely be the worst case scenario. I, I, I'm not trying to give you your business ideas. You have your own business ideas. That worst case scenario, if it affects more people, you probably have a better business. So in your doomsday scenario, if a greater market unveils itself essentially because you have all of these terrible solutions that are out there, that could potentially lead to a larger gap that you did not otherwise see. This also demonstrates to people you have thought through every potential scenario. When I say people, I'm saying people who are potential elements of your team. That could be people who work directly for you in other teams that have been tasked out to you. That could be outsourced resources that you yourself have built the relationships in order to create and facilitate this outsourced component, this support element. Bear in mind that you are proving to investors and shareholders and all of these other people that you have thought through every potential outcome. That's the beauty in the five paragraph business plan. And it's very, very simple. It allows you to go through the outline from a general executive leadership perspective, 30,000 foot, and hone right down on the nitty gritty. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for getting the five paragraph business plan, an action oriented business management tool. Thank you. Keep listening. <laughs>